0: What I've discovered and learned as a therapist, because I, I get to hear from so many women, is that, that romance for a woman is really about thoughtfulness and, and kindness. It's small gestures that say you're special. And it's, it's not that those other kind of you know, gestures and gifts and kind of things aren't, aren't meaningful but we really constrict the definition and, and the opportunities, if you will, to be romantic when we think it's sort of you know over the top kind kind of things. All right. And I, I'll always remember John, the lady that sat in my office and said, I, "I wish my husband knew how easy it really is to make me happy," and she was talking about just 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 small things. Being romantic really is a way of saying you're you're special, you you matter. I delight in you.
1: I <laughs> Hey everybody, John Chisholm here. Welcome to the All the Best podcast. It's my own special blend of motivation and devotion designed to help you find all the best in life. I just believe there's always a way to make your life better. I want to help you get there. Nothing's going to be off limits in this show. We're going to talk to amazing people from all kinds of backgrounds, beliefs, and points of view. We're going to be bringing you insights, advice, and inspiration to guide you into the coolest chapters of your life and maybe help you actually enjoy your time here on planet Earth. So buckle up kids, this is gonna be fun. Hey everybody, welcome to All The Best. I am always glad you are here. We do this show for you and I hope that you're getting a lot out of it and we'll share it out with your friends. Well, I've got a great show for you today with Dr. Raymond Presson, who is a marriage and family therapist right here in the Nashville area. Raymond has become a dear friend over the last couple of years, and okay, full disclosure, we laugh a lot in this interview. If you need a pickup of endorphins, this is the show for you. We have a great time. Raymond is an author and a published poet, and he shares a couple of deeply moving pieces with us that... I think you're just going to be as blown away by them as I was. We talk about family and marriage dynamics, conflict resolution, how to keep the romance alive, and we dig into the three bridges of communication that could help open up more love and communication between you and your loved ones, as well as enhance your business and professional life. Well, I haven't laughed this much in a while, and I hope that you will too, as you join in with this funny, informative, and often moving conversation with me and my dear friend, Dr. Raymond Kesson. Great, Raymond. Miss so good
0: to have you here. Thank you, John. Good to be in the Chiz Pod. The Chiz Pod. Is that what I you know. call this? And I do call it that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This, this is a great. This is a great setup. Yeah, Thanks, I've bro. Heard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've repurposed it really nice, and I've been a fan of the podcast. Well,
1: you and I have been friends for a couple of years now, and we've become great friends and have had many great moments together uh, over coffee and tears and grits. Mm-hmm. You know, of uh-huh. course, but. You're here today to talk about relationships. You're a, a family and marriage counselor, and you you meet with a whole lot of different kinds of people, mm-hmm. I'm sure, and have, have been at this for gosh how many decades? Uh, about thirty thirty years. Wow, uh,
0: over you know, three three decades.
1: So. Yeah, so so in your practice, you've developed a lot of material, and among them are the three bridges of connection that we're going to be talking about mm-hmm. today. So. Man, relationships are serious business for sure. Yeah, it's
0: it's the hardest work. I think yeah, it's 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 the hardest work. And one of the things I say about couples therapy is it's it's never boring. Most most of the work I do is with couples in the room. And the and the thing, one of the things I like about that, John, is you 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 get to see the couple in action. Is different than if I were to have individual sessions with, with each partner, because then you're getting a report, and it's not about Getting each person's side of the story. When you're doing couples therapy, they're displaying. You're getting to see their relationship yeah. in action,
1: how they interact,
0: right? With one or- and then you know you're in a position as a as a ther- couple therapist to facilitate and and coach and and and, and things like that. But but it's. It's never boring. There's so much going on. I've never come close to you know dozing off in a in a couple session and I'm sorry, I nodded off. Did yeah. did one of you say something important? Should I did I miss something? Oh my gosh. Dude, yeah. I, I have almost dozed off in some songwriting. <laughs> okay, I have
1: none of my songwriters <laughs> yeah, are listening, yeah. but so the my first question really is what brings most couples into your office? Sure
0: yeah and you'll get you know in the intake forms or you'll get all kind of pre- presenting concerns specifically, but if I had to put them in a couple you know categories, it would be that couples tend to come in with high conflict or low connection mm. that's not their terms, but my my term would right. be high high conflict or low connection and, and sometimes sometimes it's both obviously a couple that's High conflict mm-hmm. may not be feeling very close and connected. But on the other hand, I, and I've, I've said this many times, I have a number of couples that I'm working with at any given time who rarely are. So the reason that they have come to, to therapy is not because of high high conflict and we aren't, quote, getting along. They've come because we've been married some whatever number of years. And we don't feel close and connected. Mm. We rarely argue. Mm. We get along, but we we don't feel clo- close More and connected. More like roommates than anything else. Right. Yeah. Right. So they're saying it's not it's not bad. They're saying it's blah. Great distinction. So
1: you begin to work with them on
0: communication skills. Yeah, we because almost any couple that comes, regardless of their presenting concern, I can't think of a couple that wouldn't say, you yeah, know, we could use some help with our communication. And usually that means either when we communicate, it goes badly. I mean, it goes south, it goes off off the rails. Or the couple is saying, we, we, we don't communicate. Again, that's the couple that, that they aren't arguing and fighting they're they're rarely rare, right. uh, rarely right. talking, and so Gottman would call that the more avoidant couple. And so the communication complaints or the challenges are either the couple that is again the high conflict couple, or the, the couple that is become a, a, avoidant and there's mm. not enough communication, right?
1: Including conflict, including trying to. Bring resolution and sanity to some of those things right.
0: that are dividing them. Right. Yeah. Because right. Gottman, when I say Gottman, Dr. John Gottman, one of the most respected therapists and, and theorists in our field, has discovered that avoidant couples are ultimately long-term, not a whole lot more successful than volatile mm. couples. And, and, and the the place in the middle where you want to be as a couple is the, is the assertive <clears throat> couple that is able to express their desires and needs and and hopes, as well as appropriately, in a healthy way, express concerns or what's bothering Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. But the avoiding couple does a bit of both. You know, they're hesitant to say what's bothering them, but they're low maintenance. They're not asking for for much Mm. either. But that couple, again, they might look like they're getting along, but are they experiencing closeness and connection? Are they Would they describe being highly satisfied? No, it's Peaceful, and maybe maybe that's enough. Mm. Unfortunately, John, I, I've experienced it this week where I, I have a couple that entail, you know, she's desiring connection. And if things are just peaceful, if she's not asking for anything, if she's not complaining about anything. So his his bar is as for as satisfaction is pretty low. If, pretty things, if things are peaceful and calm, that's enough for him. Mm. Mm. And that's that's a challenge when not just women but most of us desire connection and that's yeah, where I know, talk about with with couples the those those three bridges of of connection. And I want to get there. Mm-hmm. A couple more questions
1: maybe sure. before we get there and and uh, as I mentioned in the pre-roll you're a published poet and I think you're going to share something Oh. maybe a couple of things. I okay. hope you will today. Okay. So you know, we were talking about communication styles and and there are all kinds of Enneagram and disc and ocean and all these different personality tests out there. But when I think about this topic, I think that you know we bring our parents' communication styles into because it's, we're the amalgam of those things, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. We' learned communication watching our parents or the lack thereof, right. you know, and we had to develop somehow in some truncated fashion one way or the other but what do you think about the statement that we become one parent and we marry the other mm. have you
0: heard that i totally stopped doing that yeah, didn't yeah the 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 etch-a-sketch just got shaken and it was just just a blank i love it you should have, you guys should have seen the look on his face that, that was totally off script but i love it so do you have a comeback for me yeah uh, yeah well here's the thing you know i I I say that we have always been influenced. We we always have influence, but we never have control. And so our our family of origin experiences, both the modeling that we saw, how our parents communicated, and how they communicated with us, you know, you you are taking the the, the modeling because it's so daily it's so constant that it becomes you know that that's your frame of reference so that mm-hmm. so that seems that seems normal and so there's a tendency to 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 replicate that unless and here's where it's to me it's always fascinating in, in a in a family where in family dynamics you may see one child that sort of maybe you know replicates and duplicates sort of a dysfunction in the family and and another child seems to be able to say, well, wait a minute, something's really mm-hmm. wrong with mm-hmm. this picture mm-hmm. and has a reaction to it and, and against it and makes different choices where the other child, as a child or later as an adult, seems to have sort of gone with the flow of mm-hmm. that, of yeah, that yeah. river. And we really haven't been able to you know, pr- predict because of personality or a number of things, Wh- which child may do that which child may get sort of swept up in the current and replicate it and which child may sort of push back on it and say you know yeah there's there's something pretty whacked
1: about that i mean i know in our family out of four kids we had four radically different experiences in our family and we all interpreted what happened or what didn't happen you know Mm -hmm. in all kinds of ways through our lifetimes and it's just amazing and fascinating for me to see that and to think about it even in my own marriage there are times that I open my mouth and my mother falls out, you know, it's <laughs> like, right? Or uh-huh. in parenting, you uh-huh. say things and you're like, damn it, I, <laughs> I this is what my mom used to say right. and I hated her for it, right? right. So we're definitely that amalgam and, and, and combination of all those experiences in, in some different ways. Right. Okay, so I derailed us. We don't have to stay on this too uh-huh. long, but uh-huh. how can we bring this back into our topic for today and talk about, you know, how do you... Keep the romance alive.
0: Yeah. yeah. That phrase. <laughs> that phrase. <clears throat> keep keeping the romance alive. I, I have to admit I'm not a not a fan of that phrase. I I, I understand we're less than a month or so out of from Valentine's Day. Um, the what? most sacred
1: of oh, yeah. all romantic oh, holidays. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: So when I hear that phrase, and when I hear couples talk about the lamenting that we, you know, haven't kept the romance alive, the nature or the the flavor of that word romance to me, and I'll just say probably maybe for most guys, we we tend to think that that's sexual or that romance means flowers, candlelight in the room, music, mm-hmm. wine. Like it's, romance is sort of a set design. Yeah, it's, right. It's set, setting a tone. Set, Rose petals. Set, setting a mood. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> what I've discovered and learned as a therapist, because I, I get to hear from so many women, is that that romance for a woman is really about thoughtfulness and and kindness. It's small gestures that say you're special. And it's it's not that those other kind of, you know, gestures and gifts and kind of things aren't, aren't meaningful, but we really constrict the definition and, and the opportunities, if you will, to be romantic when we think it's sort of, you know, over the top kind kind of things. All right. Grand
1: gestures. Right.
0: Right. And I, I'll always remember, John, the lady that sat in my office and said, I, I wish my husband knew how easy it really is to make me happy. And she was talking about just 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 small things. Occasionally, and Dory does this for me, you know, I'll I'll put a just takes me five seconds, draw a little red heart on a post-it note and put it somewhere where sometime during the day she's likely to, you know, find it. It's just a way of letting her know I'm I'm thinking about you, you're special. Being romantic really is a way of saying you're you're special. You you matter. I delight in you. And thinking of you when we're not in bed. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. For a guy. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And so and so because of that, I instead of saying using the the term keeping the romance alive, I'm a fan of the the concept of keeping the connection solid. Not very sexy, dude. Yeah. That that sounds really (laughs) clinical. I saw you yawning. I nearly (laughs) dozed. But if I could. Get get preachy just for a second. When I think of that word connection, I'm reminded of John 15 and Jesus saying, "I am the vine and and you're the branches." It's implied in that verse that the, that that the vine is healthy, and so if there's a good connection between the branch and the vine, Jesus said, "If if you abide in me, if there's a good if there's a connection, you will bear bear fruit." And so I, I'm talking often during a typical day with couples about. Their, their connection. And we'll talk in a moment about these three bridges of connection because connection's a bit of a, I mean, it's a metaphor or it's a fuzzy term unless right. we get make it very, very practical. But again, I i, th- I think there's something there to that passage that says, oh, like a fruit doesn't strain, I mean, a vine or a fruit tree or a vine doesn't strain to produce fruit right jesus if there's a good connection there's going to be positive it's just there right that's the result. so the the main thing is to then focus on connect i think most married couples begin their relationship as friends and lovers and by lovers i don't just mean sex but Mm -hmm. we're more than just buddies yeah that there's a by lovers i mean there's a a physical emotional verbal expression of, of affection And so couples begin as friends and lovers. And then there can be this, well, it actually tends to be, unless we resist it, a gradual drifting. It's very slow and very gradual drifting toward roommates and co managers. Mm. And it can be very, very civil roommates and co managers. And what I mean by co managers is that you know, running a household, particularly when you have children, it's like running a small business. And there's there's some parts of that that are good and necessary being co-managers. That's part of what it means maybe to be partners and feeling like we're in this together. And each of us is doing our part to keeping this home right. corporation yeah. to, together, lest things fall through the cracks. But if a couple primarily experiences one another as roommates and co-managers doing planning and problem solving and you have to do i get it you have to do do that that, you have to do that other things fall apart they fall Mm -hmm. through the cracks but if their primary or only interaction is as roommates planners and problem solvers Mm -hmm. that that is not connection building that is not intimacy building that is not designed to help us feel close and connect, to feel like fr- friends and lovers. Right. Mm. So I, when when I think of this drift, you know, you've, maybe you've experienced, you know, like gone, gone to the beach and well, at least when I was younger, I went into the water. Oh, it's so cold now. <laughs> it's, 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 you know, you, so you put your stuff down on the, on the beach and you go in the water and you're playing around for 30 minutes and you, and you and you walk straight out. I mean, You walk straight into the surf. You walk straight back out, and you went, "Where's my stuff? Someone stole our stuff!" <laughs> and then you realize, "Oh, it's, oh, it's down down there." Right. Was, uh, don't mm, don't need to call yeah. the cops, honey. Oh, we found found the stuff. Somebody took that umbrella. You... That that beach 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 towel. But you know, if you had. If you had been able to feel, because you know the the undertow is sort of taking you very, very mm. slowly, gradually. What mm. right a beat. great analogy! But but you know, it. if you had yeah. fe- if you had known it, if you had felt it, you would have walked out of the yeah, water right? at a diagonal because you knew. I, I have felt this mm-hmm. undertow mm-hmm. pulling me, but because it's so gradual, it's so subtle, and and that's what happens. I mean, c- couples don't go from friends and lovers to roommates and co-managers overnight overnight right it's so gradual and each day looks similar to the day Mm. before and that's why i say more marriages are wounded by erosion which is again slow and gradual almost imperceptible more marriages are wounded by erosion than than explosions explosions being you know some crisis or 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 terrible terrible event and so that that drifting, and I realize it sounds negative, b- but that is sort of the the nature when we think of okay, and think we have to answer okay why why or how does that you know drift d- drift happen yeah you know, we 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 get busy, sure um, let's face it after we've been married for a while there's the the, the new car finish, yeah, yeah. Uh, new car smell is sort of gone. So there's a familiarity. Mm-hmm. The mysteries of sexuality. Yeah, the the yeah, and and like, well, gosh, I I mean, I I know you. I, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I although I, one one of the thing one of the things that I just as an aside, no, I, I throw this out, no extra charge. <laughs> I, I I get a kick, and it bothers me when I hear someone say, "Well, you know, I I know him better than he knows himself." Like, you know, John, I don't know about you, but I'm, you know, I'm be 62 in in June, I'm I'm still a mystery to me. And if I'm a mystery to me, the idea that I've got someone else all figured out is really pretty comical. Pretty crazy, yeah. Pretty comical. But I like to say, or, or, you know, yeah, or couples feel like if we've been married for a long time, well, I, you know, I feel like I know everything about you Mm -hmm. that there is to know. Well, that would be really sad if it were true. Mm. But we almost can act like, well, my spouse is like a book that I've already read. Do I pretend like I exactly? Don't? And I, what I like to say is that if I, if I'm a book, at least a loose leaf notebook, that new pages are constantly being yeah. added because I'm having new experiences, new, 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 new thoughts.
1: So, Medea in Medea's family reunion, she oh. said that couples should renew their vows every ten years because. That person ain't the same person mm-hmm. they were ten years uh-huh. ago. They've That's hopefully grown and changed. That was that was sage advice yeah. from right. Tyler Perry, the philosopher, the the ancient Greek philosopher Medea. Yeah. yeah. So okay, so all this makes me want to come back to the question: Why don't you believe in keeping romance alive? And I think you've got a little poem oh. for us today. Yeah. So maybe we should move on into yeah. that, but. I, yeah, I I, yeah, I'm gonna you,
0: su- subject you, subject to, you to to a poem, and this is from your book uh, that's called... called Voice Voice Lessons. I'm envious of you being able to put words to music because it's just r- powerful that mm. that that tandem. But t- this is this is called I could live, I could live without romance. <clears throat> oh sure, I could live without romance. For centuries, people lived without electricity, running water, or even walls to hold up a roof to keep out the God's wrath. Large cities, actually, there are entire nations that wring out a living from their wet rags without benefit of clean water, education, or professional health care. So, I guess I could live without passion if most people can live without poetry, even if I can't. Me, I can't go a day without sitting with Donald Hall at a New England window or without trying to coax Emily Dickinson to come with me to a county fair. Some people survive with only just one kidney or just one good eye or with no feelings in their legs. More people than not somehow have survived without ever tasting Moravian sugar cake or a peach so sweet it doesn't need sugar. Imagine not hearing so much as a single note of Mozart, or never making love in candlelight while guided by Vivaldi through taste and touches unknown to angels. People have lived very productive lives without ever having seen Colorado in autumn, when entire slopes of aspens spin their green leaves into gold. I have it on good authority that there are people right here in Franklin, Tennessee, who have never tasted a really good Chardonnay. People whose thirst for beauty can be satisfied by trips to Gatlinburg. So yes, I could probably live without romance, a life without the kind of passion that makes me spin around in circles with my eyes closed until I fall dizzy and spent against her neck. I could try living without all, all that, if you call that living. Shut up,
1: golly, man! I I have tears. That was powerful. When you got to the part about the Moravian sweet cakes, the yes, Moravian sure. yeah, I, I grew up in I grew up in Winston
0: Salem, uh, North Carolina, and Woo. yeah. Oh my gosh! I'm serious. I that is amazing,
1: golly! I I knew that. I knew that you'd written this powerful uh, lyric about trucks. <laughs> I had no idea, dude. <laughs> yeah, gotta keep the,
0: gotta keep you guessing, John. You keep this keep this relationship guessing. interesting. Oh, yeah, you think you know me? I'm a loose leaf notebook. Ooh, dude, man, a was... loose cannon or a loose leaf notebook or both.
1: I mean, I, I'm kind of weak at the knees, and I'm sitting down. That was <laughs> that was really powerful. So many amazing parts of that just. The part about Gatlinburg, dude. I mean, once this podcast comes out, there's gonna be some people kind of pissed off. Yeah, about maybe. That. I, think yeah. I
0: was thinking as I was starting, as I knew that line was coming. Maybe I can s- switch that to Myrtle Beach or what? What can? What? What touristy kind of?
1: <laughs> oh gosh. Well, I mean, just so brilliantly worded, and and makes me just ashamed for the moments I've let go by, without tasting that kind of beauty and intimacy yeah. in life and and with my wife and the things, the the days we've lost. Beth Nielsen Chapman has a song, uh, I think it's called Stone and Water. I may be wrong about that. I haven't listened to it in a while, or it's Water and Stone. But she talks about not missing uh, one kiss. Mm-hmm. And it, that it, it, there was mm-hmm. a little echo in in what and her song of, of what you were were, were reading there yeah.
0: beautiful beautiful uh, with, with, ah. thank you and again it's you know there were some parts of that that you know maybe have been a little steamy but it's really about sort of the romance of life and being being alive being being alert and what was it the the the, yeah. the, the line is uh the glory of god is man fully alive but again in seeming contradiction to a poem like that i'm i'm not a fan of because of the misnomer of what it means to keep r- romance alive but if if the real need is connection and then i, then I think some of the romance mm, that maybe as we mm, define tem- mm. typically define it grows out of that i always think of it on, on these three bridges that if a couple is going to feel close and connected They're going to connect on these three bridges, and it's not multiple choice. It's you know this is like a tripod, if you will, switching metaphors. So it's not. I pick your favorite conversation, shared activities, and 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 one of the things I like about that, John, is that that gives me a manageable number. It gives my couples a manageable Mm -hmm. number of things to focus on, and and work on if if they want, Mm -hmm. and that's an if. If if both of you want. To feel closer and connected, there's there's a way there's a way to do that because to me, it, it makes it. You may I don't have to remember you know twenty things, or there's not a sequence of you know ten things I, I have to do, but conversation, shared activities, in in touch, and mm-hmm. let me just unpack those for a moment. Uh, conversation is mainly enjoyable. This isn't we having to do, you know, deep dives into a- analyzing our, our relationship. Most of, you know, connecting, building conversations is just sort of, sort of sharing life and impressions and and experiences. It's very similar to the. Like when when you and I are talking, you know the the conversations that we have are sort of you know mostly lighthearted and, and enjoyable. And the thing, one of the things I enjoy about our friendship is that we can go deep. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true for marriage that you know we can go deep, and we can hang out in the you know kiddie pool with our little orange floaties on too. <laughs> that so conversation. And by the way these are the same three bridges of connection that you have with your children. This isn't just, this is just so universal, you know, a close friend, family member, spouse, children. This is how we feel close and connected yeah. to another yeah. person. So conversation, shared activities or shared interests. And I have couples think about, okay, how do you, which is right. Basically spending you know time together in some kind of interest or, or activity. And that doesn't have to be all fun and games. Sometimes we're, you know, we're working in the yard or we're you know, paint, right. paint, painting a room, really testing the marriage. Try hanging <laughs> and, wallpaper. Oh, geez. Oh, that's <laughs> – yeah. Wow. That's uh, – But we digress. <laughs> I wish I – because I have a story about another couple who – well, it involved it, it, it. <laughs> them wallpapering the bathroom. And Diane is standing on the – the the toilet seat to get because she's short and she's putting it in, and her foot slips and her foot goes into the toilet and so she's saying to her husband Don help help me here and he <laughs> says I'm not letting go of this end so yeah that they they had a moment I. Yes, right. <laughs> His, <laughs> His wife, hateful, yeah. the damsel in, dis- in distress, <laughs> you know, there with her foot in the toilet, but Don isn't going to let... Not going to let go. Let go of this corner because... Yeah. Oh, who knows? So, but but shared activities that mostly that we're talking about and enjoyable, that there's our, you know, connecting moments. What are some things that couples can enjoy at, at home? And if opportunity presents itself to to get out of the house, not just in the yard but you know if we have a date night or we're going out of town what, what kind of things does the couple enjoy they don't need to do everything the poet Khalil Gibran said let there be spaces in your togetherness mm. so we there's things we bless one another yes p- yes go please do that on your own don't make me go to that or you're you're welcome I invite you to do that with with your friends but what are the things that we, as a couple, can come together to 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 do? And see one of the things that we find is that oftentimes the conversation and the shared activity happen together. So it's not like these are three silos you know right that yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're happening in so, makes sense. So when we're enjoying an activity and interest together, oftentimes our conversation, we're having. Enjoyable conversation around or surrounding the event, or during, or sometimes we're engaging in talking about the, yeah. the, the activity, and so that the, it becomes the, the activity becomes conversation generating or supporting. Yeah. Or
1: touch could be while you're watching Netflix, right, exactly, or you know, whatever. Yeah, right,
0: right. Yeah, and so it doesn't mean when I say conversation that I'm I, I don't assign couples to. Okay, okay well, I want you to sit across. Every night, I want you to sit across from one another on the couch and talk for 30 minutes on your mark, gets that go.
1: Mm.
0: That's going to feel artificial. Too
1: mechanical, yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. I want to say this when we talk about shared activities and interests. One of the things, particularly when when couples have children, particularly young children, we understand that many, or maybe even most of your shared activities are going to be either child-included or child-focused. Child-included means... Trevor's going with us to, exactly. to Sonic child focused is we're all going to Trevor's soccer game, so the, the child's activity is the focus, and we're all participating in it. Child included is um, he's he or she's coming coming along with us. We get it that for, particularly parents of young children, most of their activities are going to be child included or child focused. But that means that they will have to be realistic, but they will also have to be creative and intentional about creating and protecting shared activity Uh, time that is not... For themselves, exactly, Exactly. yeah. And sometimes that means realistically at home. I mean, one of the things that happened, we saw as marriage therapist and a family therapist in the pandemic, it it shrunk our worlds. I mean, everything... (laughs) Everything became, became, became smaller and getting a babysitter for date night, you know, things were closed widened. in. And so, so having to be more creative and intentional about how do we f- find ways of connect when there's limits to what we can do mm-hmm. we go outside the home. But again, the couples will have to be, you know, cre- realistic, but, you know, creative and intentional because mm-hmm. I'll often, i find, you know, hear a couple say, yeah, Gosh, yeah, the the week went by just 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 like that, yeah. And that's that's that thing. How how does the drift happen? Yeah, yeah. Busyness, familiarity, and next thing you know, yeah, it's a week. It's it's a a month. And
1: busyness is the enemy of
0: intimacy.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: of course.
1: So 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 we have these three bridges. A conversation, shared activities, and touch. touch. What would you say to a couple or an individual who is in a relationship that's listening to us today? What would the the first thing? I know these can overlap, mm-hmm. but if they find themselves in a situation where it's either explosive or blah, as we were mm-hmm. talking earlier, what what would be the first thing you would encourage that person to do?
0: Yeah, and also you know, let me just say. Briefly about touch. When I think of touch, just like when I said, you know, about you know, intimacy or romance, it, it, it and friends and lovers, you know, lover does lovers doesn't just mean sex. When I think of touch, I think of it on four levels. Casual, you know, arm around the shoulder, hand on the knee, peck on the cheek, C- cuddling. So casual, playful, compassionate, comforting, reassuring one. Oh, that that's the comforting. Hug versus the greeting hug or something, and then uh, passionate or or intimate touch. And it's not about you know slicing the pie. Right, right. It's about the situation or the need. What's well, yeah. the situation sort of inviting yeah, or, yeah. or or calling for? I, I will say that when when a couple is in distress, whether in counseling or not, when a couple is in di- distress, the touch tends to lag behind in terms of feeling natural and comfortable right. to do. Touch will tend to lag behind the other two. And so probably to answer your question, the place to begin is with, again, if they want to move toward, want to reverse that momentum of being close and connected again, is with the conversation and and shared activities. And again, it would be a a setup for the couple to say, okay, well, conversations at the top. So y'all go to a coffee shop or y'all sit on the couch and talk for 30 minutes. So I, I asked couples, what kind of what kind of shared activities, what do y'all enjoy doing? Sometimes I'll go, what what did y'all used to enjoy doing? And you know, often, well, before kids, okay. I'm a fan of couples having uh, what I call little rituals, a sort of a connecting rituals. For 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 years, when we were getting the print newspaper, Dory and I after supper, we would have coffee. Swap sections of the newspaper and do the jumble puzzle, and that was like one of our one of our rituals. That's like one of our our, our things. More recently, we've have you heard of this thing? You know, the Wordle, or have you been living under a rock, John? Yeah,
1: just, I, right here. just staying. You, you got to get out of the chisel. No, I, right. I think you have made that word up. At, yeah. yeah, all right. Well, go, <laughs> go, 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 Google it.
0: Uh, oh yeah, okay. You've, you've heard of Google, but so it's it's a quick little online word word puzzle and so after supper that's our, one of our little rituals is c- coffee sharing sections of the newspaper and then we'll do this online word wordle puzzle that uh, most of your listeners are familiar with John <laughs> and that's you know that doesn't sound like deep spiritual but for us like that's that that's our thing that's mm. one of our things people are surprised often that they expect a marriage therapist to be anti tv for couples i'm i'm not a fan of a couple just sitting mindlessly but I'm a fan of couples, for instance, having their show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. We have ours. Yeah. That we love. Yeah. And so it becomes, here's what the thing is about having a show. <laughs> ours
1: is death in paradise. Oh,
0: wow. <laughs> is that a little... <laughs> 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 what do yeah. you make of that? There, there's a... mistress. There, there, there's a Rorschach inkblot <laughs> test that's not hard to to interpret that. That's what the chism's <laughs> like. Well, you're not watching those, like, Dateline where yeah. someone's... Oh yeah. Rested, but you're not you're not doing No, that. no, we're not th- But but having having a show because it's not just what they're doing during that time like the you know the the shows Dory and I enjoy it, again it becomes a springboard for conversation that you know afterwards you know we have inside jokes connected to and we're critiquing the the, the plot as though we're expert mm-hmm. screenwriters, you know, we're talking about the characters. And so we're we're getting a lot more mileage out of that show than just while we're watching it. It becomes a, a point of bond, a connection. I mean, e- even a bad show. Like, you know, we'll make fun of it. Yeah, right. We'll critique it, make fun of it. So it doesn't have to be great. I mean, there's some things don't like, date nights and things that Dory and I have tried that will go, well, we won't have to do that again. Yeah. But, you know, sort of bonded over, you know, make, making 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 fun of it. And so, to that couple that wants to start leaning back in making some of those baby steps is what are what are some things that we can enjoy we don't have to both like them the same you know the exact same right. but you know one person's not dragging you know come come with me to the tractor pull well if you if I go with you to the tractor pull then you have to go with me to the chrysanthemum preservation society <laughs> fundraiser but we we can mutually And enjoy that. So start with a a shared activity that, again, conversation sort of builds. And again, like you pointed out, that just the casual touch so that we become more comfortable Mm -hmm. with with, with, with touch.
1: So conversation, shared activities, and appropriate touch Mm -hmm. as, as it is called upon. Speaking of which, man, I... Uh, that that whole side hug thing when you meet guys <laughs> that's just so awkward yeah, for yeah, me yeah and i've made the mistake sometimes this is not in marriage but just in you know social interactions i've made the mistake of full-on frontal hug when i realized suddenly the guy <laughs> is like <laughs> totally like shouldn't have done that man i mean even the side hug was too
0: much and <laughs> well well no but no so, no 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 see it's okay for, for us as guys to do that but if you notice when guys hug, it's whap, three, yeah, yeah, whap, 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 <laughs> three whaps, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Don't squeeze. <laughs> that sends like whoa. But <laughs> seriously, it's whap, 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 yeah. Women hug and it's the little, it's the little hug and their heads, yeah, l- yeah, yeah. What's right? called the A-frame? <laughs> it's the A-frame hug. I'm oh, this. Yeah. I'm you getting this no extra charge. The A-frame hug. Side hug with a head tilt, head touch. You're so right. I've seen that so many little, times. And the little squeeze. Um, oh, my gosh. We, for us as guys, you know, and, and later, you know, when when you kick me out of here, we'll hug and we'll... Whap whap whap, <laughs> so that in case you know there's any confusion, we know what we're exactly. saying. Exactly. If anyone's exactly. watching, yeah. anyone's watching, you know, they see and hear the whap whap yeah. whap. They understand the. Relationship. They know. They
1: know. They, they know they're not exactly. misunderstanding. Well. We'll have you back on the show, because I think there's <laughs> there's
0: a whole lot more we can unpack yeah, yeah, hug, here. hug analysis. Hug analysis. Uh-huh. There you go. It's yeah, like— Embraconomics, yes. That Ooh. sounds like a real thing. Did you just make that up? <laughs>
1: just, did you just oh, yeah, make that up? Anomics. That was amazing. We, okay, we're going to do that show. <laughs> That's going to be next. Well, as we kind of land this plane, I know that we have—we're going out for grits after this. <laughs> so, did you have another poem? Sure. You, well, you share with us? Uh, yeah.
0: If you insist, and it's called death, <laughs> death in paradise. This uh, this is entitled those three little words, and this this is based on something that happened. Uh, remember when there was a we used to have Borders bookstores, and this was, and they they would send me, well, they sent you know customers these thirty percent off coupons. Well, I I felt pretty obligated to go to use, use it, those because I mean to me that was like that's you're sending me money, and it would be just wasteful not of to course, use it. It's like throwing course. money in the street. Uh, so uh, I, I did my part to keep Borders in, in business. So those three little words, while there was a delay up ahead of the counter, I offered the lady in front of me a spare copy of a 30% off coupon. She looked at the coupon and then back at me while her face imitated a sunrise. Oh, I love you, she said. I wish years ago I had known it was this easy. Decades now lost, invested in offering attention and affection. The currency of quality time spent along with kind deeds, thoughtful questions, with interest in the answers. Romantic poems handwritten in calligraphy, placing candles and arranging moonlight to hit the window just so. Miles upon miles of garden walks, handfuls of fresh cut flowers, picnics with expensive Cabernet, four seasons of conversation. But now, only now do I learn that a bookstore coupon offering a third off the highest priced item was all that was ever needed. Dr. Raymond Preston, (laughs) thanks for being here, bro. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, John. I enjoyed it.
1: Thanks for hanging out with me today on All the Best.
0: If you like the show,
1: be sure to share it out with your family and friends on your social media and drop me a line at john at I would love to hear from you. I also want to invite you to jump over to my site right now to sign up for my free 31-day motivational email series. It's designed to help you go for all the best in life. If you're needing some real change, fresh motivation, and inspiration, this could be just the thing to get you going. You can find it at johnchisholm.com
0: and I'll see you next time.